Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. The wonderful Zoe Van Leff. Zoe, are you there? Hello. How you doing, Zoe? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well. Um, Zoe is Dutch, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the Netherlands. So what I want to ask you first, Zoe, is what is good afternoon, welcome to the cat? Um, Goedemiddag and welcome by the cat. Fabulous stuff. There you go. You don't get that on any radio station, do you? Fabulous stuff. (laughs) Now then, Zoe is um, a vital, importantly, member of the team over there at Eden Vets uh, because if they have any Dutch clients, she can speak to them in their native tongue. Uh, Not only that, (laughs) she can speak to dogs in Dutch as well. Yeah, not all of them listen to it, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> My I'm, own one does. <laughs> I'm, I'm joshing with you, but seriously, uh, you're a really vital part of what's going on at the wonderful Eden Vets over there in Shavington, uh, attending to all pet needs and, and, and sick animals and things like that. Um, but, but Zoe, somebody's told me that you have a particular interest in animal behaviour. Why is yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. Why is that? Um, because I personally think that too many, um, especially dogs, so it's mainly dog behaviour that I'm interested in. Um, <laughs> I'm not, not, well, I'm interested in cats as well, but we've, we've got someone else that, that is more interested in that than me, so I, I tend to focus more on dogs. Okay. Um, but I think, um, in my, um, career, I've seen too many dogs being, unfortunately, put to sleep due to, due to, um, what people label as aggression, um, and, that is something that I'm really passionate about bringing a stop to. Um, and I think loads of dogs out there are like completely misunderstood. Um, and I just think, I, I just want to be there for those dogs. So it's not, it's not just veterinary medicine is not just about making their bodies better. It's about making their, their mental state of mind better as well. Uh, absolutely. And I think from a point of view of that, I, I, COVID has, has, has kind of, done a lot of favours for presumably for dogs because they've had somebody at home a lot more um is there a downside to that zoe what what will happen maybe when people go back to work is are they going to get lonely dogs so so as you say like you call it you call it a plus side for dogs that everyone's been home um but actually i think it's a downside because dogs haven't been taught how to be by themselves yet um they they've had someone at home constantly with them and when hopefully the world goes back to normal, people will be going back to work and dogs will be left, um, which will probably cause a lot of separation anxiety, um, which is where, where dogs get anxious when they get left alone. Um, and um, the other thing is that, that when the world goes back to, to a state of normality, um, people will want to socialise and they'll want to take their dogs everywhere, um, which is perfect, it's amazing, but dogs haven't been told yet on how to how to greet people how to greet other dogs they've not been socialized enough or correctly um because that we just haven't been able to teach them that because we haven't been able to go out and socialize with other people so yeah that's definitely some of the problems that i'm foreseeing to 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 be there in the future okay because a lot of people have been out and bought a puppy haven't they those the sales have gone uh, really really well of puppies um and kind of i get what you're saying because they've not had what i would call a normal introduction to puppy life out and about meeting other dogs and and you think this might cause a few problems when uh, people start getting a bit more out and about um back to normality all right that's interesting yeah 
That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, because they're they're most susceptible um, when they're when they're really young. So um, actually, puppies learn learn the, the best and the most um, in in their very early early stages, um, like even before they're even twelve weeks old. So before they can even go out. Um, so the fact that they can't go out at all, like some some of these puppies are now a year old. Yeah. Um, and it will be really difficult to to teach them. Um, the correct manners out and about and to teach them that not everyone is scary because obviously we also have the mask um, the mask problem going on loads of dogs can't yeah. read faces of humans yeah. because we're all we're all hidden behind a mask and it's really difficult for them to see past that we see it in practice a lot because we obviously wear them throughout the day and our patients are just not used to us wearing masks so it takes quite a lot of convincing that actually we're, we're not that scary okay um, <laughs> of course so, yeah have you have you seen zoe have you seen cases of dogs coming to you uh displaying physical symptoms but you think there might be a mental thing going on Oh yeah, that that happens all the time. So what I think is is the most important thing um, before I've even started behaviour consult is have the dog checked over by one of our vets because loads of of like for example pain can cause extreme reactions. So um, a dog might not be aggressive; it might just be really painful and not want to be touched. Sure. Um, so so that that's one of the things that I think is really important to have to make sure that the the dog is physically. Um, uh, healthy before we actually start looking at, at blaming it just for mental health um, or, the, or the mental state of the dog so oh. yes definitely okay so so maybe if you're a dog owner and you've seen some uh change in behavior uh, it might be something that you need to go to the vet because it needs to get checked over it may be something that's causing it internally uh, some some grief all oh, right okay yeah, yeah now 100%. then um, Behavioural problems have been highlighted by your man on the telly, uh, Graham mm -hmm. Hall, I think that's the guy's name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know him as the guy who walks around with jeans and wears turnips to his jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dog father is what and he's called, I think. Is he? Is that what he's called? And, uh, and the perception is that um, the, when he goes into a home or a house with a dog problem, um, he very quickly realises what what the problem is, and then sets about doing it. Is does that happen in real life, Zoe? Is that is that the way it works? Not really. Um, I mean, some to some some issues there are quick quick like you can quickly resolve them. But the way that Graham works, um, and I, I don't want to talk badly about colleagues because, like, obviously, I, I don't, I, I'm not really seen him a lot. But um, I think if you can fix a behavioural problem quite quickly, you're not treating the underlying problem and you're just masking it. Okay. Um, and some things for him will be really quick and easy to fix. But then when the owner is left by themselves, it might be that it actually like doesn't doesn't resolve as quickly as, as that. Um, so I think basic training is, is obviously the, the basis of everything. And I think um, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of reward-based training. And I think working together with your dog towards a certain goal is, is what will get you further than a quick fix, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think the quicker you can fix a problem, is it, it just means that it, it is, as it, as it said, it's a quick fix, um, not a long-term solution. Uh, so if you want long-term solutions, I think that, that you need a little bit more intensive training and a little bit more guidance than, than just, like, an hour with, with 
Yeah, I Great. agree. I agree. Because <laughs> what, what tends to the impression is that he comes in um, and, and analyzes the problem, and within hours, uh, the, the, the dog's behaving in a completely different way than it was when he walked through the door. Now, that might be testament to, to him, uh, but I think it, I always think, well, hang on a minute, there's a film crew there, there's lots of people he's never met before, the dog. Uh, or she, uh, that might be a, um, an influence on the behaviour. And, yeah. the, and the real telling thing for me, Zoe, is a lot of these ones when he comes back and revisits, the owner's a little bit cagey. They say, well, you know, there has been an improvement, but we've still got work to do. In other words, it started chewing the chair again, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and really we've gone back to square one. Um, yeah. So, so what's your your method? Is based on uh, patience and reward um so um i'm i'm mainly reward-based training um is what i well i basically think that people need to think do you want to work your dog or do you want to work with your dog so do you want a partnership or do you want to be the boss over your dog personally i want a partnership i want my dog to to respect me equally as i respect like my dog and i want it to be to be like a both way thing um and that that is something. So, if you work on your bond together, that you get the best results. Um, so, I I tend to train um, reward based. I think I it doesn't doesn't work with every dog, but I think that that should be the basis of every training. It should be fun. And with dog training, it's all about motivation. So, if your dog's not motivated to do something, um, then it, it won't do it. So. And motivation is something that you can get because basically if they want to go somewhere, the motivation to go there is is higher than staying with you. Um, so you need to make yourself more fun so the dog chooses to stay with you instead of like trying to, to run to the place where it wants to be because that's where the fun happens. The fun yeah. needs to start with the owner. Yeah. Um, and, and that's... That's basically what, what I tend to um, build my training around. Yeah, because um, when, when you're watching Graham, sometimes, I must admit, I, I'm not a massive dog pa- fan, but I am interested in that, just to, to see the technique. Some of the time, I'm screaming at the TV, it's not the dog, it's the owner. You know? And, it, and kind it, of that <laughs> echoes what you said, it's got to be a partnership, hasn't it, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it's got to be a partnership. It's a two-way street, um, and um, it, it, it sometimes is the owner, but we can't we can't lay all the blame on the owner because I mean sometimes people just don't know, and that it would be unfair of everyone to that that has like gone out and, and bought a first-time puppy to know exactly what what is the correct thing to do because there's so many conflicting things, especially on the internet. Like yeah. Facebook is is a complete an utter black hole that you can go down like it's a rabbit hole that you can go down and and not come out for days and and read something different about different types of training different types of behavior and how to deal with them so it, it, it's well, it's it, there it, needs to be a solid basis and we can't expect people to to know from day one how to deal with their dogs how to like some people don't even know how to how to greet a dog um and that, that's that's okay. We can teach you that. That's okay. Just speak to someone who does know and someone who has the qualifications to know um, what they're doing because that's the other thing. Um, you don't need any qualifications to call yourself a dog trainer, unfortunately. Really? So you can you can literally pick someone off the street and they can say, I'm a dog trainer. Wow. Um, you, you, there is no, no regulation in it, um, which is really difficult. Um, so it's actually... 
if people say, like, oh, I'm a doc trainer, ask them for proof, ask them for what, what qualifications they have and, and where they're registered because there are regulating bodies. It's just not, you don't have to be registered with them, if Got that you. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no. So, no, I, yeah. Think, I think that's great advice. Uh, you know, ditch the internet. Go and speak to somebody like Zoe, who knows exactly what to do, uh, exactly what you should do, exactly what you shouldn't do. Um, and, and that, to me, makes massive sense, rather than trying to troll the internet for people who you've no idea what qualifications they've got. Now then, um, yeah. t- talking about uh, getting in touch, what's, what would be the best way, if somebody's been listening to this and gone, all oh, right, okay, I think I get it now, I have to speak to somebody who knows what they're doing. How do people get in touch with you, Zoe? Um, so they just phone um, Eden Vets, phone the reception, and the girls at reception can leave me a note, or they can pass the phone on to me, and I'm more than happy to have a chat with you over the phone, or they can book you in to come and see me for um, for a behavioural consult um, or, or a behaviour chat uh, more than anything, um, and we can see what we can do. Um, I find it very important as well to say with that that um, if. I mean, I'm still learning as well. And if there's something that I don't know or I'm not completely sure about, I will try and find you the person that does know. Um, because I think that dog training is also knowing where your um, where your limit lays and not trying to to fix problems um, half half heartedly. Um, just trying to do something because you want to look like you know it all. That's that's a I'd fair show. Send someone, yeah, I'd rather send them someone who actually does know um, about a certain a certain subject. That, that I might not know about. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. Well, Certainly don't you, know everything. You I don't sound, uh, You sound as though you know enough, Zoe, to, to put people right. <laughs> so you. that's excellent. Now then, um, uh, I was uh, curious to find out, you are a, uh, a, a Dutch lady, and native of the Netherlands. What, what prompted you to uh, alight on these shores? Um, so I really wanted to work for... Oh, I wanted to do an internship at the um, Donkey Sanctuary. Yeah. Um, but... Um, that fell through, and then um, I was doing like my, um, my my course in the Netherlands, and we were allowed to do an internship abroad. So I asked my English teacher, um, "How how do I go about it? Do I send them an email? Or do I phone them? What, what do they prefer? If I can't just pop in and, and drop my CV off, obviously." Um, so she said, "Oh, I've got an old student of mine um, who's also Dutch. She moved to the UK 13 years ago, and I'm still in contact with her. So yeah. I'll send her an email for you and see what what comes out of it." And that's kind of how I I came here for for twelve weeks. Not not at Eden. Um, this was this was back in London um, for for twelve weeks, and I enjoyed it so much that as soon as I was qualified, um, they offered me a job, and I came back. And I was only supposed to be here for a year, and I'm now like I'm now been here for five years. So. <laughs> you obviously <laughs> like it over here, then, don't you? Now yeah, then, um, uh, do you get back home a lot? Because one of the uh, tunes that you've uh, asked for is "Ain't No Sunshine," and you were saying that uh, your dad plays this when he's giving you a lift back to the airport, and uh, yeah. it gets a bit teary because he doesn't like saying goodbye to you. No, he he absolutely hates it. I mean, he obviously supports my uh, my decision to live abroad, but it's it's heartbreaking for him that when he needs to drop me off to the airport to go to go back, and I used to go back at least once every three months to go and see my family um, at least for the weekend. Um, and due to COVID, I haven't been able to go home for over a year. So right. yeah, I really do miss my family, and um, I have my dad on the phone quite often, and it's it's, all, it's quite hard. 
Uh, but yeah, that's that's the song that he plays, and he 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 doesn't play it when I'm in the car because it makes him cry. So. Oh, bless him! <laughs> he plays it. He plays it as soon as as soon as he dropped me off. That's what he puts on, and then he drives home crying. I think. What's his <laughs> name? Think that's what's, what my your, mom says. what's your dad's name? Uh, it's Marta. Marta. <laughs> Right, yeah. Marta. Excellent stuff. So it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for giving your insight into all this dog training malarkey. It's uh, it's been valuable to to. Um, it was a pleasure. No, absolutely, the pleasure's all mine. Uh, we'll give the uh, telephone number for Eden Vets at the end. But uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, just pick up the phone, Eden Vets, and you have to ask for Zoe Van Leff. And yeah. as a parting request, Zoe, can you say yeah. in Dutch a very good afternoon to all you listeners? Uh, yeah, I can. <laughs> and a very fine middag to all the listeners. And on that wondrous note, we will say goodbye. Thank you so much, Zoe. It's been an absolute pleasure. And please do come back on from time to time, won't you? I will. Thank you very much. All right, you're welcome. See you soon. Thank you. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.